Hard to believe it's already getting to be time to talk about a potential Brock Faber extension. So what could a Faber extension look like? We've got a couple of NHL comparable deals to discuss, as well as precedents for other Minnesota Wild extensions. That is all on today's episode of Locked on Wild. We are your team every day. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week and so that you can join the ever-growing YouTube comments section. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild will discuss a potential Brock Faber extension. We'll take a look at some other comparable players in the NHL as well as precedents for the Minnesota Wild to lock in young pieces to a uh, long-term deal. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and it's hard to believe that uh, we're already getting to the point of discussing a Brock Faber extension, but thus is life when you have a player burn one year of uh, his ELC to get to the NHL level quicker. And look, it's worked out incredibly well for uh, both sides. Faber has played great this season. One of the uh, one of the short list of potential Calder Trophy candidates, and uh, looking like a budding great defenseman already at just twenty one years old. So when we look at the potential for a Faber extension, what all factors into it from a production standpoint? For Brock Faber. Well, let's look at all the things that he does for the Minnesota Wilds. Uh, he is number one, a minute muncher, as they say. And a lot of this is necessity based because of the amount of injuries that the blue line has uh, has had this year with Jared Spurgeon and Jonas Brodeen both missing large chunks of the season. So some of it is a necessity to just try to give the Wild some sort of stable presence on the blue line. But Faber leading all rookies in minutes per game at uh, just under 25 minutes per night, as we talked about a few episodes ago, fourth in the NHL in minutes, in all of the NHL in minutes. So the number one thing to factor in to uh, a Faber extension is that at this point in his career, and again, this is super early, so this is something that he is doing this year, not necessarily something that will play out throughout the course of his career. You'd hope that as this team gets more solid and steady defensemen to kind of fill out their depth, that you wouldn't have to play a guy 25 minutes per night or 30 minutes per night. But at this point through his uh, his young NHL career, he's shown the ability to eat 
large chunks of minutes by providing valuable contributions in several key areas. He has grown into being the power play quarterback for this team, something that he didn't have a ton of experience doing before he got to the NHL level. But he has grown into where he is certainly capable of running um, a, a top power play and is capable of being a, uh, a steady contributor on such a unit. We've already seen what he brings to the table defensively. Obviously, he has had um, a large chunk of really, really good defensive play so far this season. Has had stretches, but then again, look at how the entirety of the team has performed at stretches throughout this season. So the defensive side, really, really good for Brock Faber. And I think the thing that excites a lot of us is we've seen the flashes of what he's capable of from an offensive standpoint. And you would expect that as a player grows, that he is going to be able to build off of that as his career unfolds. He shows no hesitancy in stepping up in the play. If he's got the puck on the blue line and the opportunity presents itself, he has shown no hesitancy to step up and to uh, to let it fly from the uh, the top of the zone or gliding towards one of the face-off circles and letting a shot fly. So you see those stretches, and the hope is that he can continue to build off of that as he goes. And as a 21-year-old in the NHL in his first season at the NHL level, there really is nothing that we have seen to suggest that he isn't capable of continuing to continuing to build off of what he's done this year and to grow as he goes forward. But we've seen it all from Faber this year. We've seen him get number one defensive assignments, top power power play unit for the Wild. Um, he's played on the top penalty kill. He has been the primary defenseman in overtime more than a handful of times. And I think the other part, and this isn't something that necessarily factors into like on ice performance, statistical performance. Uh, I think it's exciting to the qualities that he brings as somebody who is super accountable for his performance, good or bad, somebody that is willing to step into the limelight when things don't go well and is fully critical of himself in situations where the need presents itself. Not only that, but we also see a guy who is not likely to make the same mistake more than a handful of times. He is a player who is pretty good at uh, learning from things that don't go according to plan. And, um, taking that uh, and studying that as he moves forward. So he's a quick study. He is capable of uh, really handling a ton of responsibility. Again, something you hope that would be lessened as uh, this team puts more pieces around him that are capable of, of giving you a little something. And it just seems like at this point in his career that we have all the makings of a really, really solid 
NHL defenseman, solid to above average to borderline elite uh, with what he brings to the table. And so it's obvious that the Minnesota Wilds want to try to get him locked in for as long as they can. So we'll take a look at some of the different recent extensions to try to get a feel for what exactly this would look like for the Minnesota Wilds. We'll also talk about uh, another big chunk of money being tied into this uh, this blue line. But first, I want to take a look at some other extensions throughout the NHL to see if we can try to find a little bit of a benchmark for where this extension is going to come in. And so when we come back, we will take a look at some other strong young defensemen who have recently signed long-term extensions to see if we can find a happy medium for the Minnesota Wild and Brock Faber. That's all on the way as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Jace Medical. Folks, I know we come to the wide world of sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life. But can we talk for just a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That thought in and of itself is a scary one. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if a family member gets sick while a supply chain issue keeps them from life-saving medications that they need. Thankfully, we will be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, amongst others. These can pop up at any time without any advanced warning. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter, which will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It has never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. Again, head to jacemedical.com and use offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. jacemedical.com, offer code Locked On for $20 off your order. Today's episode of Locked On Wild is also brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. One of my favorite parts about Super Bowl Sunday as well is the wide array of Super Bowl commercials. Hopefully, we get a ton of funny commercials, and if the teasers we've seen so far are any indication, I think we're in for some treats. But not only that, there are some timeless bets that you can make on Super Bowl Sunday, such as which team scores the first touchdown. You can even go down the list to try to figure out what color the Gatorade bath will be for the winning uh, winning head coach. Plus, new customers who join today get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Coming up for the everydayers tomorrow, could we see Murat Houston-Dinoff this season for the Minnesota Wild? If you read Michael Russo's latest article for The Athletic, we may get that opportunity. So we'll talk about exactly what that would mean for the Wilds and what Murat Houston-Dinoff could bring to this mostly lost season. So that's coming up for you on tomorrow's episode. Also want to remind you, if you are interested in being a guest on Lockdown Wild, we want to hear from the listeners. So if you want to get in on the action and have your voice heard, Email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com, and we will get you in. We have a few guest spots that will be uh, debuting here this week, a couple more uh, next week as well. So if you want to be part of that fun and uh, have a guest appearance on Locked on Wild, make sure to email us, LockedOnWild at gmail.com. So let's talk about some comparables for a potential Brock Faber extension. We're going to go all over the place because there have been a a handful of deals that have been signed recently by uh, particular teams. Let's start with a big one for the Buffalo Sabres. Rasmus Dahlin signing a uh, long-term extension, eight years, $88 million, signed on October 9th. The uh, cap hit and AAV $11 million for each of the next eight seasons. And Darlene also getting a no-move clause on that deal. What do we know about Rasmus Darlene? He is a, a premier offensive defenseman in the NHL. Had 15 goals last season and 73 total points. He's got 13 goals so far this year with the Buffalo Sabres. He's a premier double-digit scoring defenseman that can give you between 50 and 70 points a season. That plays considerably well. And so the Sabres obviously rushed to try to get a Darlene extension locked in to uh, try to keep a blossoming piece of their team there for the long term. Darlene, 23 years old. So his current extension will take him all the way through his age 31 season. And so the Sabres trying to buy up a ton of his prime and uh, hope that they can get more than his uh, average salary of $11 million. So you've got Darlene. You also have Kale McCarr. And these represent, I think, the top of the barrel from an extension, um, from an extension standpoint. And it's ironic too, because you look at Kale McCarr's deal At the time, in 2021, when he signed his extension, six years, $54 million, that was kind of the, that reset the market for defensemen who can uh, give you a ton in terms of offensive production, as well as being really good defensively too. Um, Makar, a uh, premier, maybe the premier offensive defenseman um, in the NHL. When I say offensive defenseman, he is certainly very good defensively, too. But Makar set the market. Darlene has reestablished it 
And you would expect that when Makar's deal is finished after the 2026-2027 uh, season, that he'll look to reestablish the bar himself uh, once he uh, gets back to potentially hitting free agency. So those are kind of the upper level of the uh, of the defenseman contract world. You also have Quinn Hughes of Vancouver. Hughes signed a six-year, $47.1 million extension on October 1st, 2021. So he's got until the 2026-2027 season with a cap hit of $7.85 million. And for Hughes, he also is blossoming into a uh, premier defenseman from a point standpoint while also being good on the defensive end. So you, all these defensemen are giving you uh, good production on both ends of the puck. And so the uh, the Canucks also gave Quinn Hughes a, a deal that helped establish the market just under Kale McCarr's extension again back in 2021. So those two, when they come eligible for their deals, they're going to be in double digits, uh, I would think, both McCarr and Quinn Hughes will be pushing double digits for their uh, upcoming extensions. And this is one that Michael Russo noted that I think is a really good comparable to Brock Faber's upcoming extension. That being Jake Sanderson of the Ottawa Senators. Sanderson, 21, he signed an eight-year, $64.4 million contract on September 6th. With the Ottawa Senators, the cap hit for this deal will be $8.05 million every year until the uh, end of the 2031-2032 season. Sanderson last year had uh, 32 points in 77 games. Again, so you're getting some production offensively in addition to what he brings on the defensive side. I would say, just in kind of comparing the two, that Faber probably offers you a little more defensively than what Sanderson does. But I think if you're looking at a uh, dollars perspective for Brock Faber, I think an eight by eight is a really, a really solid at this point, or maybe an eight by seven. It's clear that the wild are going to try to go the max in years for this and try to go eight years. So do you go seven or do you go eight per year, considering that he will be um, 29 going on 30 by the time the extension is finished? So you're eating up some of his good prime seasons, but he's still going to have plenty left in the tank. You talk about the wear and tear that uh, is put on forwards as opposed to defensemen. He's still going to have plenty left in the tank to sign a second contract after his um, max deal is finished. So that seems to be the route that will be taken by the Minnesota Wild. And so I like the Sanderson deal as a good comp for what Brock Faber is going to get. Now, this would not be the first time that the Minnesota Wild have locked a player in early to a deal to try to uh, get value on the back end. So we'll look at a couple of recent examples of the Minnesota Wild signing players to long-term extensions as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild. 
after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Factor. Folks, 2024 is in full swing. And if you are looking to get started on some of your resolutions with Factor, you can grab ready-to-eat meals to take out some of the hassle of cooking, prepping, and cleaning. Factor can help you skip all of those steps with their ready-to-eat meal delivery system. This will give you time savings on grocery store trips, as well as trying to figure out what to eat and cooking fatigue as well. How many of you get home from a long day of work and just don't have any energy left to uh, to try to plan what you're going to eat for dinner? Factor now offers loads of snack options too, like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep me going no matter what is on the schedule. So skip all of the prep time and go to factormeals.com slash LockedOnNHL50 and use code LockedOnNHL50 to get 50% off. That's code LockedOnNHL50 at factormeals.com slash LockedOnNHL50 and you will get 50% off your order. Again, factormeals.com slash LockedOnNHL50. Get your factor going today. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Reminder for the everydayers for tomorrow. We'll talk about the uh, news that Michael Russo dropped that we could see Murat Houston-Dinoff in a Minnesota Wild uniform by the end of the season, which would be a, that was for me, my ears perked up when that uh, that was passed along in Russo's latest article. So we'll talk about just what we could see from Murat Houston-Dinoff if he does indeed make it to the States here before the end of the season. But just finishing up our chat on a potential Brock Faber extension, and I want to look at the precedence for this by the Minnesota Wild, because this would not be the first time that they have signed a player to a deal in which on the front end, it might look like a little bit too much money too early, but you're hoping for savings on the back ends. The Wilds do this quite often, and this is not something that is specific to the Minnesota Wild. A lot of teams do this to try to get value on the back end of a contract. Remember back when Jewel Erickson Eck signed his extension with the Minnesota Wilds. At that point, when he signed his eight-year, $42 million contract back on uh, 2021. I remember people reacting and saying, boy, that's a lot for a guy that looks like a um, looks like a third-line, third- or fourth-line center. It just seems like a lot of money for a guy of that caliber. And what has Erickson Eck done since? He has improved, like clockwork, Every single season since he signed that extension and now is arguably the most important center on the roster that the Minnesota Wild have. Well, let's not say arguably he is because of all the different areas that he impacts the game, whether it be faceoffs in critical uh, portions of games, power play, penalty kill, you name it. Erickson Eck has his hands all over it. And so the Wilds struck gold with that extension. 
which we thought looked like too much money per year at the beginning of the deal. He now is playing like more of an eight or a $9 million per year player through the first couple of seasons of that deal. The Wilds also did that with Matt Boldy, signing him to a seven by seven. And I know he is, we've talked about that Faber is kind of a a streaky player. He has really, really hot stretches in which he may score 10 goals in a 12 game span. And then he has stretches where he might go quiet. But the Wild are hoping that Faber can have an Erickson type run to where you see incremental improvements with the guy to where then two or three years into the extension, you're saying, wow, this looks like a bargain. And it's easier, I think, to go the route of signing a player who is 21 years old to an eight-year deal than it is some of the others that we have uh, seen here in recent memory. It's far more palatable to sign a guy to that type of a deal than it is to sign somebody to a deal way more into their career. Now, you look at some of the other recent extensions for the Minnesota Wild. Jonas Brodeen signing a uh, a deal with the Wilds that uh, will take him through the uh, 2027-2028 season. Seven-year, $42 million contract that he signed back on the uh, 15th of September in 2020. The average cap hit for that will be $6 million. But you look at the uh, deal that Brodeen signed before that. Back on 2014, or back in 2014, I should say, Spurgeon signed a six-year, $25 million contract. And that carried a cap hit of $4.167 million per season. And had I been following hockey at that point, I'm sure the reaction at the time was, boy, that seems like a lot of money for uh, for a player like that. And look at what Brodeen has bloomed into. Now, the current extension, you can... Uh, you can say what you want about that one, but we're talking about more precedence for Brock Faber's current deal. So a six-year deal worth $25 million, again, back in 2014, um, signed by Spurgeon to keep him with the, uh, or by Brodeen to keep him with the team well into his prime. Jared Spurgeon, his contract is a little bit of a different story. Spurgeon signed first a uh, three-year deal worth $8 million back on twenty uh, in 2013. Why do I keep saying on 2013? Back in, uh, in 2013, he signed a three-year $8 million contract, so $2.67 million per season. His most recent extension was signed on 2019, at seven years, $53.025 million. So his cap hit from 2021 to uh, 2026, 2027 of $7.575 million per season. So for Brock Faber, he fits into a long line of deals in which the Wild have tried to 
establish the bar for a young player to get value on the back end of the deal. Now, some of the recent extensions are certainly a different category, but there's a lot of precedence here for the Minnesota Wild to uh, try to get things ironed out with Brock Faber. He looks he he looks like a player that is going to have a uh, a great and lengthy career. He brings you a ton of value by the number of different positions in which he plays. He's from here, so you can factor that in too. I don't necessarily put as much weight onto that, but I'm sure from a Minnesota Wild perspective, it's something that they they keep in there. And so it wouldn't surprise me if we have because let's let's look at the reactions to of the two most recent deals that have been signed by Minnesota Wild players like that were that came up through the system and were developed by this team with Erickson Eck. There was hesitancy on the front end. Too many years. AAV a little too high. He has played through that. And it it took a little bit for Erickson Eck to kind of find his footing and to be a solid contributor on both sides of the ice. Same thing with Matt Boldy. This year, we see the uneven performance. We see really, really good games one night and not so great games the next night. And so we're kind of in that same boat of, ah, boy, just it seems like a lot of money in a lot of years with him being a 21, 22-year-old at this point. So the hope is that he will iron things out, find his footing, be a more consistent contributor. And we see a lot of that with Brock Faber, too is somebody who, for the most part, pretty even-keeled in his performances night in, night out. He's not immune to rough nights or off nights. Everybody has them from time to time. And so it wouldn't surprise me if when Brock Faber's extension is signed, it's not an if, it's a when. You're not giving up Kevin Fiala to bring in a guy that you don't end up signing to a long-term extension. So it's a when for Brock Faber, not necessarily an if. There may be a little hesitancy on the front ends. $8 million is a lot of money. Eight years is a lot. But I think we are much more likely to react the way we have with Erickson X contract um, as Faber continues to, to grow because he's really, really good right now. And there just is so much time in front of him that you'd have to assume that Faber is going to add a lot more to his arsenal to where he looks like a Kale McCarr or Erasmus Dahlin or Quinn Hughes by the time he gets to be 24 or 25. And then we'll be looking at this contract and saying absolute steal, unreal work by Bill Guerin to, uh, to lock in a guy to that type of a deal. So, do not be surprised if that is something that happens by this summer because the Wild will want to get that out of the way so that Faber is not going into this season on the final year of his deal and having to wait. I don't get the sense that there's going to be arbitration with this, any sort of having to wait. This is a priority 
for the Minnesota Wilds to get this deal done. And so uh, looks like we'll be seeing a lot more of Brock Faber here over the years. And from my perspective, I think that's a good thing. So that is today's episode. Again, we will talk a little bit about the recent rumblings for Michael Russo about Murat Houston-Dinoff and the possibility that he joins the team by the end of the season. We'll talk about that at length for tomorrow's episode. So make sure to join us then. Make sure to hit the like button before you uh, head out for the rest of the night. And subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. We have new episodes for you every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.